Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. stops and licking toilet seats and, uh, <laughs> yeah so ashley have you known that jeremy probably has covid currently right now oh no i'm so sorry it's it's um i don't think i think it's just a bad cold and uh, well i mean how much do you how much blood do you have to cough up to consider it covid that's the question i haven't I think. coughed up any blood oh okay but I do cough a lot, and I, I have to take my DayQuil every three hours, or else the coughing just really, you know, the coughing is really bad. You know, I'm sorry, Jeremy. You start coughing, and the next thing you know, you're on the Quality Time Podcast. Welcome back once again, listeners, on this beautiful 4th of July. I don't know what the accent... I, I'm not even doing an accent of any nationality or area at this point. It's pirate, it's Irish, we don't know, but I'm back. I'm uh, one-third of your show, Mr. Eric Woodworth. I'm joined first by my blood, my brother, the OG himself, Jeremy. How are you, sir? How are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this is it Peter O'Toole? <laughs> Peter O'Toole, who are talking about? It's me. Uh, it's Ben Affleck. Man, yeah. <laughs> I like. Wait a minute, Ben Affleck, like the insurance Ben Affleck duck. Yeah, the greatest actor in uh, on America today, Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's uncanny. Just like the X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Jerry. Uh, we're also. Uh, I was in. I was in uh, Mall Rats. You were in Mall Rats, <laughs> and we loved you in Mall Rats. To be honest, it was. Uh, yeah, I like to have sex in women's um women's butts. <laughs> With women's butts, why not? Yeah. Why why not a man's butt? Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, a man, a man, man's virgin butt is much better than a women's virgin butt, but still, you know. Okay, good. All right. I like it. This is the, I like, well, Ben, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. We're going to be going over one of the movies I'm pretty sure you wish never existed uh, in your lexicon. Uh, I also play Batman. I also play Batman. You are Batman. You were, honestly, I thought aesthetically you were the coolest looking Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm the best Batman, the best actor in the world. All right. Uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, the very talented uh, hostess with the mostess, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I am not Ashley. I am Jennifer Lopez. Penny and I starred in my box office breaking movie, together. By the way, she's still from the block, from the Bronx. 
Jenny from the block, the blocks, the blocks. No, but I'm I'm alive, Daddy. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm I welcome you back. Um, now uh, I, I hate I want to jump right into this. Uh, Wait a because, second, are we allowed to have Mexicans on this show? Yeah, yeah. I think we've had. I think Migs Rodriguez counts. Uh, <laughs> he's been on. Wait, I thought he was black. Yeah, but he's like Dominican or something. That's like you get black and uh, black and Mexican oh. in one. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. All right, right Dominican. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's like, I need to remove all my name from the show after this statement. I need to be off we, the show immediately. We are coming up on our 300th episode, and I've officially sat with myself and decided mm-hmm. at this point. It would be ridiculous to walk away <laughs> from everything I've sunk into this podcast. There is no group of people we will not offend. There we the go. The trans community? Absolutely. <laughs> LGBTQA? Of course. Your ethnicity? A joke. 9-11? Eric's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I know? Something uh, me, and, uh, me and Justin were talking about this backstage last night. Well, we started with the hypothetical. He showed me, um, he showed me a uh, this uh, trans man. Okay, a trans. Uh, he's a trans man. Still has a full lady pussy though, but looks like a biker from uh, fucking Sons of Anarchy. Like full. Okay, beard. Are, are you talking about the porn star? Yeah, Buck Angel. So yeah. So. I saw last night Buck Angel's juicy pussy on fucking uh, uh, Justin's phone, and we had the hypothetical. It was like, would you, would you rather, uh, would you rather fuck the trans man who still has a juicy pussy uh, that but looks like a biker, or the trans woman who has a fucking giant cock? And it's a real, it's a real debate. And honestly, I couldn't, I kept looking at, at Buck Angel and I was just like, there's no way, there's no way I could do it. I got to do the, I got to do the lady with the dick. Agreed. If I'm being honest, because there's no way I can look down at this fucking cigarette smoking, looks like the Punisher's first kill in a movie and then say that I'm going to be able to bust that. It's just not, it's not fathomable. It was jarring. Yeah. It's real easy for me because, um. Technically, I'm not gay, but I'm still having sex with pretty much a guy, so it's cool. All so. right, yeah. So you go, you go, Buck Angel. You go with the with the pussy, but it looks like a man. Oh my god! I thought you met your wife, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which also it so it led to this it led to this bit with me and Justin talking about Stone Cold Trans Austin. Who is tra- <laughs> he's just like when you <laughs> stone stone cold trans Austin means I just fucked my own ass. <laughs> and just it's just a trans version of Stone Cold. He's just like you came out here with your genitals that you given at birth. What? And then I came out there. What? <laughs> so Stone Cold Trans well, Austin, everybody. Well. Actually, though, the only thing I want to say about that, though, Eric, is if you read Austin 316, it says, thou shalt not lie with another man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I read the I read the verse and it said I wasn't allowed to lie with myself. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Austin 316 beats don't trust anybody, including what's underneath here, because it's a big, juicy pussy. I'm- I'm about to stop a mud hole in my puss. 
<laughs> anyway, it was it was fun. Now, I wanted to take you guys back um, Friday you night. Know, sadly, I have tried to find the book of Austin in the Bible, and I just cannot find it. You've been looking check, for it. Yeah. Check the Catholic one. It's got more books. <laughs> oh, like the book of Mordecai. Yeah. Oh, Mordecai. Oh, and the book of Rigby. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh by the way my favorite my favorite skit that the um the uh, upright citizens brigade did was the uh the the two opposing um christian teams basketball teams and of course they pray before each game to uh win but of course the one team they become demonic because they pray and they're using the, the bible with the extra um um the extra of books in it and of course what the the girl who like amy polar or what's her name mm-hmm. uh amy springer amy um amy polar a- amy polar yeah she's she becomes like a demon and has like special powers and, oh. and it's a game so so, huh. so uh that's good i'm glad i'm glad this is a good tangent we got on um <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> Don't book of Enoch in my house, let me tell you. Um, this <laughs> so uh, uh, Friday night, uh, a couple. Of, I got good stories from this weekend because I did a weekend in Magoobies of stand up and and the murder mystery. They're both great. Ashley came to the murder mystery last night. It was great to see you. It was a pleasant surprise. And uh, and you lost your phone, and then we're freaking out at the end. And I so much so that I did a whole lap around the entire auditorium once while you were looking for it. And I was so relieved. Got when Lady I, Gaga. I was so relieved when I found you. Like it was sitting on the bench over here. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna find this bitch real quick. And then I it definitely wasn't. I appreciate you. Well, yeah. So real quick. So what Eric's talking about is I ran into Eric when I first arrived, and he was outside sitting. And apparently, I left my phone next to Eric, and then we walked inside, and it sat there the entire night outside. Uh, so I'm very lucky that nobody swiped my shitty phone. But you know what, though. You know what they'd find on that phone, Eric? It's what, so what sad. It's just a lot of notes to myself that say you can do it. <laughs> it's just it's just memes of uh, Rob uh, Roy Schne- Rob Schneider as saying you can do it over and over. It's okay. a lot of self help, you know. And then it's like memes that no one likes and like you know that's saying like, hang in there. <laughs> just stuff like that. But the cat is hanging from a noose. <laughs> yeah. so uh no it was it was great seeing you but i got a couple of good stories okay and now i recapped some of this with you guys but there's updates to this story okay friday night i'm doing some crowd work okay and i have a video a supercut that's going to be released to this so you guys can see it soon i think ashley and jeremy have sent it to both of you so you've seen the video yeah. So I'm crowd working this one lady and I said, Who's happy about twenty twenty two? And this lady goes, She's like, I am I was like, Oh, Jay, well, yeah, what are you so happy about? And she goes, She was like, Well, I finally got out of an abusive domestic uh, domestic abuse relationship, which is already like something as a comic, you're like, God damn it, don't give me this. Don't believe this for me, because I'm supposed to make jokes about it. And it's one of those things where you're like, Yeah, I can't make domestic abuse funny. And then and I it, sat there And it makes me feel better, by the way, when Eric first shared that with me i immediately cringed and i'm re-cringing now because there's nothing that makes me feel better than going you know what i thought i lacked boundaries that bitch definitely does exactly like so clearly she there's can i I reiterate how you introduced this and 
and the importance of um, uh, the, the 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 importance of Baltimore and domestic abuse. Domestic <laughs> abuse. The way you said it earlier. No. Uh, maybe I did say it like that. Okay, I'll leave me alone. I have a learning <laughs> disability that's undiagnosed, and I refuse to get fixed. So, uh, well, well, thanks. We are in another episode of Fat Albert with uh with with Mushmouth. So, <laughs> hi. <I'm laughs> I, listen, I've never, I've never claimed to be a smart man, but I do know what words is. Um, the police is a game, and then they said I the best at abusing her. Okay, that's great. So uh, she, she does this, and then I'm like, Cosby. now you can rape somebody when you roofie them. Yay! Oh, yeah, right. God damn. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm now in my head, there's part of me, I was like, do I move on for this or do I try to unpeel this onion? So I decide, I was just like, well, let's keep talking to this couple. They're at least fun. Or it's like, they're, they're, they're really open. So let's see what else we can get out of them. I meet the other one. And I immediately go, I was like, is this, I was like, and is this the one? And she was like, yeah, this is Sean. It was just like, oh, this is the new one. I'm sorry. I thought you were still surviving. Okay. My bad. And then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, I was like, good, Sean. So Sean's a good guy or whatever. Uh, and he's wearing this camo cutoff thing or whatever. And, um, uh, we go. I go back and forth with them. You should watch the video it's in, in its entirety. Uh, the next question I asked, I was like, how long have you guys been together? And they go, she goes, uh, one week. <laughs> and so my immediate thing, I was like, oh, so you don't know. You don't know yet if he's not. <laughs> now, in my... In my head, the evil part of me is saying, I was just like, say, say it's because you have a type now. Like that, like that. And I was like, don't say that. Don't say that. So that didn't come out. Okay. That didn't truly, that didn't come out. Okay. <laughs> so we go on and on. And uh, I mess with that guy, Sean. I'm like, Sean, you seem like a really good guy. She talks about how she made him, how he, uh, she makes, or, she he made her feel safe and stuff like that and i was like that's really great and i was like sean honestly if you just said that i was safe and could be in your arms any hole is on the fucking market okay you tell me backstage like that it gets a good laugh whatever so after the show this fella is like maybe maybe about four inches taller than me i'm a big guy i'm probably like six i'm almost six foot i'm like 5'11 if i had proper posture i'd probably be six foot but i don't i look like a fucking dinosaur for, dad dinosaur from the show right um <laughs> but he, he he comes up to me ashley and he, he goes he's like it's a good thing you didn't go in much harder you know i work security i was like oh shit and i was like are you and like in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I was like, "Wait a minute, dude! This guy, you think you could beat me up? I mean, you had the confidence just to walk up, and you think you you could right now? Like, <laughs> you're telling me you got challenged by Paul Blart via DM? Yes, yeah, no, not by. This is in person after the show. He comes right up to oh, me. Yeah, he's just like, okay, it's a good thing you didn't go too much hard, harder on me. He's like, I work security. Like that, I was like, see, I didn't guess what security, but we'll get to that. We find Fair. this out. Well, can I also say real, sorry, real quick, Eric, you also just pointed out to me something else. I think about the fact that it's like, wait a minute, lady. You're like, I am a survivor of domestic abuse. I've been with this one a week. He seems normal, but he's bold enough to try to start a, a fight with yeah. a comedian. <laughs> and I don't want to say like he wanted to... It, it wasn't like he yeah. was trying to start a fight, but he wanted to make it known. He was like, you know, I was about to whoop your ass. That that was the undertone of it. He was like, I, that's 
<laughs> and I kept like thinking about it. I was like, I was like, you're awful confident. I'm not saying I would be able to beat him up. I think in the in the back of your head, you think that you can do things. But I was like, I was like, you're not Brock Lesnar, though. You understand? You're not like, <laughs> you understand? You're not a physical specimen. Where I'm like, Jesus, this guy would uh, like. There's some people I look at like, God. I mean, if that guy can fight, I'm gonna get my ass whooped, right? And I looked at this guy. He looks like uh, he looks like Wish's version of Tyson Fury, right? It's not great, um, you know. But he was very he was very nice. We had a good Good rapport or whatever and uh at one part in the show i had said hey later tonight when you go home picture didn't happen and so he laughed hey i wake up in the morning okay oh no i wake up in the morning the next day to a message that i got at about 3 a.m okay no now let me show you this no i'm gonna read this off this is a message i got from the same fella sean all right so he goes uh update we had another date or no i'm sorry uh, here's it is he goes, hey, Eric, it's Sean from earlier. I promised I would let you know what happened. I didn't get any. <laughs> so, so I, hey, all I replied back, I was like, next time, my dude, next time, right? He goes, um, he said, we laughed all the way home. So they had a great time at the show. I said, that's awesome. I said, I have a video I'm going to post of everything, right? And it's going to be, it's good. And thanks for being a good sport and all that. And he goes, thanks. This is today or last night at about midnight. I just probably went right when I got home. All right. This is the message I got. He goes, update. We had we had another date and finally got lucky. <laughs> she said, she's okay, look, listen. She said, I've had the biggest monster she's ever had. She referred to my area as the Red Bull can. <laughs> 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 hey you know what i gave it big thumbs up good job so sean shout outs if you're listening and you're a new listener to the show you're now uh, a fixture I, I i expect to hear how well you're treating this uh, this young lass and thank you for being a good sport and uh hey keep that energy drink in between your pants unless it's ready to fuck stone cold trans austin um <laughs> <laughs> um do you think he got lucky because he beat it out of her <laughs> 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 I spit. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Eric. <laughs> Actually, legit, maybe spit on myself. <laughs> oh my fuck! Holy shit! <laughs> and the cycle continues. <laughs> Y'all are fucking, you're wild for that one. You're wild for that one. God damn. Who fuck. Right, so, I'm sorry. My name, my name is Maury Povich. <laughs> now, I find out that the relationship you're in right now, you are facing domestic abuse. But yes, yes, your honor. Yes, you're Mr. Maury. And the last relationship you had, you faced domestic abuse as well. Yes, Mr. Mr. Maury, your honor. And the the five relationships before that all involved domestic abuse. Did you want to take any credit for why you always find somebody that is a domestic abuser? <laughs> Mr. Maury. Well, I did tell Eric, I said, you know, Jeremy, I actually told Eric yesterday when he kind of started sharing this, I said, hey, you should invite her to the murder mystery, but tell her, spoiler, the partner normally does it. 
<laughs> so listen um so shout out hey sean thank you so much for coming to the show please don't fucking beat me up next time i see you um i believe you i believe that you could um so look this is uh this is another thing i gotta share though from last night and then uh i'm gonna go uh grab a beer and then we're gonna go over this goddamn movie but, oh my gosh what can i not grab a beer? it's gonna take two seconds you fucking twat um <laughs> 10 seconds and you always do it after you started versus before you because i like it cold i don't want it to be room temp by the time i get to it okay we live in luxury <laughs> all right relax um so look let I, there was this there's this guy and i wish i remembered his name but he is a turbo gay black man and he comes to every murder mystery at magoobies now so much so that uh he loves and he loves him some justin schlegel let me tell you so much he came to the he came to the uh stand-up show on friday night laughing his ass off him and his fucking boyfriend were just having the time of their lives so much so that justin did a little side note and goes he was just like I want you to be my 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 gay Sherpa to the top of fucking ass fuck mountain, pal. And like he loved it. He's laughing or whatever. So he comes to the murder mystery the next night. He's laughing. We love this guy to death. He then goes, uh, he then goes, he's talking to Joe Robinson and myself, okay? So it's me, Joe, turbo gay guy, okay? And he goes, he was just like, you know, last night Justin said that I was gonna be a Sherpa to Gay Mountain. And Joe <laughs> stopped him and goes, wait. <laughs> He goes, wait a minute. You think you can make Justin more gay? <laughs> He's like, all right, good luck, pal. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm really glad I saw this murder mystery. If any of you listeners haven't seen it yet, um, I know Die Laughing always posts when their upcoming shows and which murder mystery they're doing. It is incredible to watch Eric get slapped so many times. Oh, it truly hey. is. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. So you you saw the late show where uh, I got slapped yeah. by uh, a lady who's come to our shows before. Her name is Kelsey. Okay, I've met her multiple times. Um, she's kind of like that shorter lady. You're gonna know the slap I'm talking about because everybody yes. gasps. Okay. Yes. So part of the murder mystery in this one is that almost every cast member slaps me, and audience members also get to slap me, and I don't tell them it's my kink until it's done. So I mm. <laughs> I go. Uh, we Sean Gabbert, who's part of the murder mystery, is gaslighting this lady up and saying, hey, you really got to fucking hit him. And she's buying it. And I've now dropped to my knees going, no, 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 no. I don't want anymore. I'm doing a full pro wrestling. Like, I've had enough. I've had enough. None of them have been particularly hard. Like, most of them are just like light taps. I do do a bit of a sell where I slap myself when it happens so it makes a louder sound. Yeah. Hey, this lady... I'm on my knees, so, like, she gets a real good shot at me. I'm not lying to you. She hit me so fucking hard, my ear was ringing. Like, I I lost, like, I lost, like, function to my eyes for a second. I leaned back just to sell it as part of it. But when I was down there, it was like, it was like every war movie where, like, a bomb goes off. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know there was a moment where you weren't faking and I kind of got worried and I was like oh man I can't have him be somehow more retarded I really need him to pull out of this 
So um, I, had to, I had to reassure Kelsey after the show. I was like, listen, I, I asked to be slapped. And hey, I'm fine. Yeah. I needed to let you know. I was like, I'm fine. I did. I was like, do you know? You know, I actually I've slapped myself way harder than this slap has happened. And that's something we've recapped probably in a past show about how I get drunk and like to slap myself sometimes, um, which isn't scary. Um, <laughs> the only thing that would worry me was does she. I don't know this woman is does she weigh less than 250 pounds i'd say so yeah i'd say she's under 250 right. okay then you're good she was she's a strong though she's a strong ilk she's a she's a thick gal for sure she's a thick gal um and so she she definitely wound up like there was transference from the back leg to the front like she swung the hip as it happened uh so it was good i mean i wouldn't have actually passed out but it definitely made me go like whoa fuck like that it hit me good so it was, i realized it was. early in my marriage because my wife is uh from new jersey that i had a chance of probably getting into a fight that i want nothing of because of the way she talks uh but yeah i've made it i've made it 10 years with uh without getting in a fight and uh, i'm very thankful for that so. i'm proud of you jeremy you're a little more gentle than people like to believe and that's what i love about you um can i share- I, I i'm not the kind of person that tries to get into fights except for one time when i was in the heart building where all the senators in america work and okay. uh, a fellow car worker started talking shit saying that he talked to another company which i was trying to get hired at and he said oh i talked to them oh no they definitely wouldn't and i was like you talked to them what at which point i started talking some real shit to this dumb motherfucker and he charged me and had to be held had to be held back and i was even then trying to edge him on like come on motherfucker Bring it on, bitch! I was going to get thrown out of the heart building for starting Damn. a fight. Dumb motherfucker who talked shit just to be an asshole and was asking for it. Well, Jeremy, I've you are both a gentle man, and yet I've seen your rage. I think you'll win. Um, so can I tell you boys something that happened to me yesterday that I haven't told anybody about? All right. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Have nothing to do with you pooping or something. No, no. You know my poops have been normal because I've stopped eating and sleeping. Um. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yesterday I had to go to the grocery store and get uh, flowers for someone. It was uh my friend's birthday, so I was like, eh, grocery stores good flowers. So I do not have Bluetooth in my car. I have a very shitty car. We all know this. Um, but sometimes I use like a Bluetooth speaker in my home or at the pool, uh, so I can play music and I've been very frazzled and very out of it for several days. So I go and I go to get these flowers and I've been playing Spotify and a playlist and some downloads. I have things I've ripped to my MP3s and as I come back out of the grocery store, I sit in my car and I go to play music that I can hear just on my phone in my car and my window's down. And all of a sudden, the music is really, really loud, but it's not in my car. My Bluetooth paired with the car next to me because I hit it without (laughs) knowing it. (laughs) And Jeremy, 
stared out of the Mercedes sitting next to me, and the look on this man's face was pure terror, because he doesn't know. <laughs> Just sitting there going, give me a pair of poopy pants, give me a pair of poopy pants, poopy and pants. I'm trying to not lock eyes and give away the fact that it's my music that's blaring into this man's car. And so I immediately, like, just kind of look at my phone, and I, like, come and then it gets quiet. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with my car. And I peel out, and I'm like, <laughs> people think I listen to this for fun. <laughs> Ashley, God bless you for spreading the gospel of poopy pants to some poor soul in Lancaster, PA. <laughs> I don't live in Lancaster. It was just the first PA town that came to mind. You know where I live. Waynesboro. <laughs> And, 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 Ashley, do you know the story of Poopy Pants? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think my cousin might have been seven years old, and his brother was maybe eight or nine. There was like a year or two difference between them. But uh-huh. uh, they lived in bunk beds in their nice uh, Kingsville home. Very, very posh and, and nice for they were probably the richest people in her family. Um but of course, my my older uh, cousin Josh recorded uh, Jared because this had already become a thing with him. And Josh said, uh, and you can hear in the recording, Josh says, "Hey, hey, Jared, why don't you give me a pair of those poopy pants?" And he's like, <laughs> and Jared just outright just starts, "Give me a pair of poopy pants! Give me a pair of poopy pants! Give me a pair of poopy pants!" So. That was at least 40, 40 years ago, <laughs> to which a year or two ago, like, that needs to be a real song. I just, this is not like the first time it's kind of happened to me, but like other times it's on purpose. Like, so when I go to my parents' house and they're not home and I use their pool, I bring my Bluetooth speaker and I remember that I'm going to die inexplicably alone. So then I will play old episodes quality time and I'm like, oh, I miss the boys. And then I just, you know, my neighbors can just hear wild shit like Eric being like, who would you want to fuck more? A guy with a vagina or a chick with a dick? <laughs> oh, shit. Are we ready to get into tonight's tale about the uh, about this week's movie? Yeah, go ahead and start while I get myself a, a little uh, sweat sweat jacket. Get yourself in gear as Jeremy uh, gets himself together here. Uh, this week we're going over the 1998 uh, movie Phantoms, not to be confused with uh, The Phantom, a Billy Zane classic, uh, which I've watched many times. This is Phantoms, uh, a Miramax film from 1998 starring Rose McGowan, uh, uh, Peter O'Toole and the great uh, Ben Affleck, uh, and then there's some other good supporting cast too. Liv Shriver is in this movie. This is post uh, Scream Two, I believe. So uh, a lot of great actors in this in this ensemble cast, and a book uh, adaptation of the book by Dean Koontz by the same name, uh, which is I, as I'm watching this. 
Uh, Dean Koontz, if you don't know who he is, he's very much like a Stephen King-esque writer, except take away the ability to have cocaine and then children having sex in a book. That's the only thing that he lacks. Like, I had this theory, and I think I told it to you, Ashley, is like, when you... the the Stephen King... He always had really good stories, very descriptive. But then also, he would do blow into the wee hours of the night. He was like, what the kids in it fucked, though? Like, do you understand? Like, that's something that you get only in a Stephen King joint that you don't get in a Michael Crichton or, or a Dean Koontz. And I was thinking, like, how... Like, listen... I watched the movie Jaws very recently with my daughter. I was like, Jaws has titties in it. Do you realize that? In the opening scene, you see titties in Jaws. And I was like, I I could handle Michael Crichton writing in some titties while I see a, a Jurassic Park Tyrannosaurus Rex rip Newman in half, um, right? Like, Well, um, Eric, if you, if you do want to see titties, you can go to my Instagram. I did star in a film called Jurassic Pork. <laughs> It's where I fuck a man much older than me because he's a dinosaur. Jurassic pork, the other other white meat. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, the swimmer chick, uh, uh, probably the best priced celebrity ever at Chiller. She only charged ten bucks. Oh, really? Nice. Very nice. And is that to see the titties or just the face? Uh, well, if you if you like laid on the floor and she peed on you, that was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this uh this dean Koontz movie come to life uh directed this is a miramax film so if you want to know what like the the movie feels like whoa, by the whoa, way, whoa 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 this is a this is a family podcast did you just say what i thought you said miramax Koontz? D- dean Koontz. Koontz. <laughs> okay all right okay we're cool with this <laughs> Listen, his name used to be Dean uh, Toby, but he changed it back. Um, so, <laughs> so look, uh, the the director is Joe Chappelle. Uh, no relation to Dave, super white, but uh, Joe Chappelle is is famous for making gritty, realistic TV. In fact, he directed a bunch of episodes of The Wire and produced the entire series of The Wire uh, and various shows like that. It's probably his biggest accolade would be The Wire. I'm sure he wishes this could go away, but he also did uh, uh, produce for Chicago Fire a lot of gritty, uh, gritty TV, as you would call it, where the steady cam was really big in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he makes this fucking movie, and the aesthetic of it is like every Miramax movie from this time. You can put this right in the same kind of category of like how it looks with uh, uh, Halloween 6, Scream 1 and 2. It's always like these quick cutscenes, and every transition is never a fade or this. It's always like something extreme that happens like, like this that like flashes also, across the screen. Yeah. Agreed. And also, like, kind of very dark aesthetic, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, a very a lot of the dark lighting, kind of almost oppressive um, over each scene, which you're right, that does kind of um, go with, like, the filmmaking of that time for Miramax. Yeah, Miramax just, they only made these type of movies. They're like, this is what the kids like. It's dark and it's sexy. And uh, uh, you watch this movie and it, it they try to make it feel like Scream and, and a little bit like The Faculty as well. Um, mm-hmm. But... I couldn't have, there was two major thoughts I got out of watching this movie, okay, that I want to get out of the way. Uh, number one, 
as you watch now that we live in 2022 the me too movement has happened obviously rose mcgowan who really kicked off the me too movement like calling out harvey weinstein i feel like she was like the big one it was like harvey was it was bill cosby to a certain extent but like rose taking down harvey weinstein that was like one and two right there right um mm-hmm. Watching this and knowing that Rose McGowan was, you know, sexually harassed and abused by a a movie producer and her reward was being the third build on this movie Phantoms is just fucking crazy to me. Man, you know what? You know, what's crazier getting third billing on a. (laughs) Oh, no, no, not quality. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I also could not make a joke. <laughs> so, so, also, this but being, being the female on quality time just makes the show that much more masculine compared to me. So, that is true. You are, you have, you're me and Eric, then that's a real feminine. <laughs> yeah, we would be, we, we, we get in touch with our emotions, sure. Um, so, uh, <laughs> So uh, this movie, it's not it's not all bad, but there are uh, 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 this is the other thing that really stuck out to me. Okay, you have uh, you have two of probably like sexually attractive uh, actors and actresses in this movie, like Rose McGowan. I'm not going to lie, you know, mid 90s into 98 right now. She's at her like prime of like, goddamn, that's a smoking bitty. I remember watching fucking scream and be like fuck yeah like look at them the, them titties ain't lying right she, so like she's at like her maximum hotness you also have a ben affleck in his in his sexual prime right now as well this movie which this is another thing it doesn't make fucking sense it's supposed to be a cold setting you never see a breath of air come out that like says that it is cold they're wearing jackets constantly it's like they clearly like filmed this in california but they're like no 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 but it's a cold place so you guys have to wear jackets ben affleck and rose mcgowan never get more undressed than a turtleneck in this movie and i'm like what have we what are we do what are we why are we even here right now what are we doing what is uh, <laughs> But there's a sense of reality to it where you're like, you're here to survive, not to fuck. I think I think that's fair. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, this was filmed actually in Colorado. Listen, I got an hour into this movie. I was ready to see Peter O'Toole's cock just full screen at this point. I couldn't oh, wait any no, longer. I was like, put- make my nipples a little bit hard right now. And I couldn't get that. And I was a li- that was a major disappointment to me in the film. Um, I feel like we could have used just just a smidge. Just a, just a little, little sprinkle, little sprinkle. Do you know what? You know this wouldn't happen. It would have. We would have gotten full on sex scene if it was a Stephen King joint. I'll tell you that he's not gonna not let you see Ben Affleck's ass and cock That's in not this movie. True. That's <laughs> not true. When did we ever see any sex in like Dreamcatcher? I mean, we saw stuff coming out of asses, but that's different. <laughs> we saw we saw an alien literally fucking penetrate a man's ass into a shitter. Okay, listen, I'm not saying it's sexy, but it made parts of me tingle. Like, <laughs> like let's let's hmm. let's call. Speed. We need to explore that later, but not right now. <laughs> I want. I do want to put this film into the top five uh, thing ripoffs. 
Yeah, and I will say it does rip off the thing, and we're doing a very loose breakdown of this movie. So trust me, I'm not going scene by scene here. So wherever you want to jump to, I don't think you'll ruin it. But brief little synopsis of just the plot of this movie. Uh, Rose McGowan and her friend uh, Lily, uh, sister, and her sister go to a uh, uh go to visit their aunt right and uh they go to find out that their aunt has been brutally murdered and has a fucking face that looks like 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 it looks like a like two faces leaving a message if that makes sense like half of her face is just like writhed like this and uh oh god we need to leave but they find out the whole fucking town is also gone mm-hmm. which is it's a great premise this feels like a very stephen kingy dean Kuntzy kind yeah. of thing you walk into a town the town is fucking bizarre they run into the police force there um, can we stop it the most important part is as soon as they notice that their aunt is dead they start the CSI investigation. Dung, dung. It yeah. looks like he hasn't been beaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you bring that up, Jeremy, because I did make a note, <clears throat> excuse me, and we see this all the time in film and television that I always love, where they go, I love when people say, we won't die or get sick, like to try and make the other person feel better. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Don't tell people, oh, we're not going to get a disease. How do you fucking know? I love that that is always a trope. The other thing is, I did make a note. Is it just me? Or does Rose McGowan kind of look like Michael Jackson? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, in his last days. There is there was a grace period late, like early 2000s to like Michael Jackson where they overlapped. It was just like right there. It was like you could have done a side by side. and were right? like, which one is which? Hey, let's play which one's Rose, which one's Michael. And they just throw them in different clothes. Oh, well, what Michael Jackson was a little more white. <laughs> yes, that is true. Well, well, this is our version of the game Eric was playing earlier. Do you want to fuck a dude with a vagina or a chick with a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck a chick with a gun leg because uh, that's how much I'm into my rights. Um. <laughs> Any, any girl that wants to walk around in like really large size chain mail is all good with me. So yes, that is that is true. So uh, they end up meeting with the local police force, who's also trying to make make sensitive. That's where you meet Liv Shriver from Scream, uh, who's playing Deputy Deputy Stew, uh, who is I feel like was written in just to play Harvey Weinstein in this movie. Uh, he is a fucking, he's a real mon. First of all, yeah. so I thought it was very funny that Liv Shriver like is walking around with Ben Affleck, who's the sheriff and they go upstairs and he finds a dead body. He immediately goes, Ooh, okay. Ooh, a, a helpless dead body. Let me, uh, let me, and like I, this yeah. dead body isn't hot. It has a writhed dead face on it, but like, and it's also, it's skin. Isn't like nice. It has like the fucking purple varicose veins that are going all the way down like that. And he immediately looks like you're like, I, th- I think I can fuck this body real quick. I think I can, it, I think I can do it. The, look, Hard real to quick. he turns out to be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't condone fucking corpses, but all I'm going to say is a dead girl can't tell her friends how small you are. (laughs) Well, if you think about my first girlfriend, there really wasn't much difference between her and a dead girl. Oh, no, because she's she was in a cemetery. Um. Except she would she would. 
She would say sexy things during sex, like, can you finish or make it stop? <laughs> so, so she's like me. <laughs> oh, God damn. So, uh, yeah, so you, you, they establish really quick that he's a monster. Uh, spoiler alert, he does get taken over by the entity that's killing everything. And this thing isn't just a thing. Sometimes it shows up as just a random-ass bat. Sometimes it shows up as blackness in people's eyes. You never know where it's coming from. Well, don't we also even kind of see it as like a giant moth late in the movie? Yes, we see it as a giant moth. It doesn't <laughs> matter uh, what's happening. Um, so... Uh, the movie kind of moves along and as we meet our characters I, I do like the scene where they're like oh i wonder what's in this room and they jeremy they open up and they see like oh it's something in the oven and it's just pies and they're like whew thank god it's just overcooked pies and then just two uncooked heads that are still dripping blood just drop on top it makes no sense I'm like that blood should be cauterized it shouldn't be drippy anymore there should be more blood that was dripping before that it doesn't none of it makes sense but you're just like eh. okay that was our jump scare there and it wasn't that great and it didn't make sense you know anybody that's worked at a pizza place <laughs> knows that a blodget oven does not have room up above where the, th the food cooks to hide two heads that can fall into the food yeah it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing that we were forced to accept at that point uh they so like anybody watching this was like eh, there's no way the heads could go up in that in the, the blodget there's no room in there hey i'm hey, italian hey. Yeah, hey, you may, you fucking dropping a fucking heads on my pizza pie. You ruin everything. This movie crazy. They do the crazy stuff. I don't know why. Probably rapes the actresses. She's like, she's like, oh no, and a Gordon a Ramsay was coming to our pizza place today. Hey, <laughs> like that. <laughs> I like the idea that like Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay shows up on the day that the heads pop out of that oven, right? Like and just ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you think this is acceptable to have severed heads in your pizza oven? Is this is this is what you call fresh? <laughs> I rem I remember like feeling, I don't know when I I wasn't like super young when I watched this movie. By the way, I will admit this is my pick this week. Um, I remember watching this when I was like eighteen or nineteen. And I don't know, I just remember it being cooler. Like, I remember these things happening and being like, oh, this was so scary and fun and exciting. And watching it recently this last week, I was like, oh, this ain't that good of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I feel bad. No, no, no. I don't want you to feel bad because I, uh, so let, let me, let me transverse this so i remember watching this movie when it came out i believe on like hbo or something when it came it was it was probably like 99 i saw this and i remember watching it and it being a movie i was like this movie's fucking terrible okay <laughs> but when i rewatched it now after watching after having a podcast where we watch i'd say 80 percent terrible movies anyway <laughs> Like, I watched this, and I was like, this isn't as bad as I remembered it. And there are some very redeeming things about it. Like, I think it's actually shot really well. I think some of the CGI is crap, but some of the practical effects in it are fucking really dope. And the story really is that. fun. The story's not bad. Like, I like the idea. It's not told in a great way, but it's like, it is a good story. 
for sure. Do, do we all agree? And it's okay if you don't. I'm just curious. Do we all agree though that like the ending, like tw- as we get to the last half of the movie, that it picks up as far as like the story gets deeper, the effects get cooler, the yeah. gore picks up, and it's like, oh, this is fantastic. Why couldn't you deliver this more consistently? Yeah. Through the home. Well, I think that's a problem of ni- mid '90s to like early 2000s movies is that as soon as cgi became a thing and jurassic park i think the more i think about it i think jurassic park ruined a lot of movies because when they saw that we would believe that a dinosaur created by a computer we would accept that we immediately movie studios was like well that doesn't cost we don't have to fucking build anything we will make this fucking bat a fucking cgi bat that'll attack you right like and i think that's a bad move right yeah well i think again i think all three of us would agree to some extent that like yes cgi makes a lot of sense in this generation and right now and you know it's it, it has its merits for sure but like there's really something special about a great like hand done you know effects like true special effects from the stuff we all grew up watching no i There's love so- it listen i it, i'd yeah. rather i'd rather watch tremors than jurassic park any day and i'll tell you that a yeah. hundred times out of a hundred times for sure yeah I, i'm going to go with um the the um the, the trey parker boys and say the entire fault of this movie is all on ben affleck Okay. All right. I don't blame you. Listen, he's not great in this movie. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. When you got to the point where it was interactions of acting between Peter O'Toole and Ben Affleck, I'm like, this is like a turd on the road thing with, with fucking, what's his name? You know, the like Al Pacino. Al Pacino talking to a turd. Like, hey, what do you think? And the turd is literally like just a yeah. mouth. Well, like, I think know. it goes back to this. And I mentioned this before. And uh, I was watching an old Siskel and Ebert review of, I think uh, it was some movie that had like a shit ton of CGI or something like that. And he, I thought he explained it beautifully is that a practical effect can, can clearly not look real. Like King Kong, like the original King Kong where he's claymation like that does not look real. But for some reason that doesn't take me out of a movie. A CGI version can look more real technically, could even do that, but it actually takes me out of it and makes me think about the effect, not what the movie is happening. And I think that's the problem with CGI. Like uh, the biggest fucking yeah. glaring example of this is uh, The Matrix Reloaded, okay? The second Matrix movie where he, sure. like at first he's fighting the 100 Smiths and I'm in on it, but when he becomes like a PlayStation 2 CGI cutscene and jumps up in slow motion and starts swinging shit i'm like this is so fucking not real and fake that it has taken me out for this portion and that's where i think you fuck up and listen we needed to figure that out there's some listen i love spider-man and spider-man 2 there are cgi parts in spider-man 1 that make me go yeah like this like that's not good sam raimi this is a bad (laughs) little fucking thing you did here Um, so but it's just it's just what you have to deal with as people are dealing with the new technology of the time and uh yeah. but conversely like i could watch a movie like uh clash of the titans which has some of the shittiest fucking claymation i've ever watched in my life and that does take me out so it's just uh, there's a certain amount there's a certain amount of shit shining that you can't take a character like carrot top and have him as the character of jfk you right. know yeah no you can't <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jeremy, that, honestly, that is probably the most intellectual thing you've ever said on this program. <laughs> But like Ben Affleck, he's great as a douche. You love to fucking hate him as a fucking character, but make him as a good guy? No. No, he's not a good guy. He's a fucking douche. Yeah, I think yeah. Ben Affleck bad guy is is much better. He's easy. Well, can I also oh, well, can I also say though, it's not even just for me so much the good guy thing cuz I don't hate I don't necessarily hate him being a bad or a good guy. What I do hate is the idea that he is the sheriff. When he looks like he's twenty years old, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense and that Liv Shriver is the deputy, except that you meet, you meet him and you're like, oh, he's also a little bit on the spectrum. Okay, like that's the only thing that makes sense, well, right? He's not wrong. He does remind me of an open micer. Yeah, there is something. He did, I, I honestly, if you stuck Liv Shriver in uh, <laughs> Love on the Spectrum, I would immediately watch that episode and believe it. <laughs> Jerry, have you ever seen Love on the Spectrum? No, is that a is that a TV show? Oh yeah, it's a reality TV show about people who are either turbo autistic and or uh, sometimes they have Down syndrome and stuff, and they go on blind dates, and uh, the dates are some of the most awkward things you'll ever watch. Some of them are heartwarming. Other ones are just like, oh god, I like like you watch it, you like get out of there, lady. I would I would guarantee you it's how Amy Schumer met her husband. You know, every every good date needs to end with the guy just screaming and banging his head like this. So, yeah. <laughs> ugly, 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 ugly. <laughs> God damn. No, Love on the Spectrum is a good time. And uh, listen, there I it is kind of a perfect show where you get to see a mix of like legit like two fucking turbo retarded people finding love and then there's other parts where you're like oh my god get this lady out of this renaissance festival um, <laughs> can I make a suggestion yeah. maybe boys you need to help me produce a show called love on the border and it's about me trying to find love with my multiple mental illnesses <laughs> When you said love on the border, I was just like, yeah. you picking the person that you want to give a green card to. Um. I would if you can help get me insurance in exchange for my borderline person. Did, did we want to mention uh, Robert Creamer and his uh, Filipino wife? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're not going to get into that, but Jeremy, we'll, that's a whole other onion we got to peel, and we're already an hour into this episode. And yeah. uh, we need to move along, but we'll bring up Rob Creamer and his Filipino wife that didn't definitely didn't use him to get a green card. Um, so uh, this is <laughs> so as they're uncovering stuff, they find something written on a, a on a mirror that says Timothy Flight, ancient evil. And so they're like, oh, we gotta we gotta reach out to this guy. Who's Timothy Flight? Well, that's Peter O'Toole. They radio out to find out that he knows about whatever this ancient evil is. It's not an alien. It's actually been something that's lived here for ancient millennia. And all of a sudden, this movie goes from a band of survivors trying to make it out of a desolate city when they don't know what's going on to basically the movie Outbreak as they roll in the fucking tanks. I... And listen, now that we've lived through a pandemic, this is uh, something I regret that didn't happen. When the pandemic rolled out, you've seen the movie Outbreak. You've seen movies like this. Where are the goddamn 
uh, uh, military vehicles that also are full on fucking science labs that they roll outside of cities <laughs> because this is something I expected when COVID dropped. I was like, I need a fucking 18 wheeler that looks like it can also do a fucking halo land party. And that has never <laughs> happened since, since this pandemic started. And, uh, I, and I, that's, that's when I, what, Hey, the biggest thing. It's also, I, it's also a, 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 an entire truck filled with frozen Van Damme soldiers. Yes. Oh, again, <laughs> the the high tech military vehicle that is also a full lab. Where the fuck are they? Uh, that's how I knew this was a pandemic because they sef- they left them in the parking lot. Um, no, it, it, I missed that. And uh, they roll that whole thing out here. Uh, Peter O'Toole throughout the course of the next like uh, you know forty five minutes describes. He's like, you don't understand. It's not an alien. It's just been here this entire time. I've it, it's wiped out whole cities like Roanoke, Virginia, and things like that and just like he tries to give it that and I'm like okay cool Dean Koontz he reads history and now there's it's yeah. actually an ancient evil that lives underneath the thing cool cool tight tight um, uh, eventually we get to see that this thing can not only kill people but it can also mimic anything it wants to right it can make like a lizard out of its black goo it's kind of made out of this weird oily substance it turns Clifton Powell who's playing General Leland thing into like a black faced fucking uh, monster in like a in like a suit so it's uh it's kind of wild uh how it's going yes so, um, first of all, I actually recognize that substance because I have seen it come out of Eric's asshole when he's eaten too many cashews. Um, so there's <laughs> there's that. Um, but I, I actually really admire um, this ancient evil's way of getting a hold of Timothy Flight because, honestly, I should start using this for getting back in touch with men who have ghosted me. I just need to take over a whole town and then start writing in blood or lipstick all over the bathrooms. Be like, Ashley Pontius, ancient evil. And the guy will be like, she's trying to get a hold of me. She's like, he goes, I should call her. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a year. I should text her and be like, I'm in town, girl. What's good? Yeah, 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 you do all that just so you can get the text at 1230 a.m. that says, you up? Oh, now I hurt my own feelings. <laughs> so, uh, it, as this all uh, goes down, they they do realize that it's kind of an oil based thing. Um, and there's, I, I do like the scene where the dog becomes the thing. So it mimics yeah. a dog, and the dog has a whole fucking black thing that kind of also looks like a god. The what, the movie Brain Damage, the the Elmer. It's like a giant Elmer that comes out of his back. It's like ah, yeah, fucking eating people. And it's where the practical effects start to kind of come in, and they stop relying on CGI, which fucking rules. Like all the all the practical effects in this are great. Um, but but I will say really quick, Eric, you point that out, is that them doing that, just like uh, I think Jeremy said as well, it feels like such a ripoff of like the thing and other horror movies we've seen prior to like, again, uh, even though this movie is older, so I can't say it's a ripoff. We've seen this done so many times, even like Dreamcatcher, 
Or yeah. it's like they use a dog, the dog becomes the incubator, something pops out. It's so overdone. Yeah, it, is it overdone? A bit. But hey, this is completely different because they make it clear it's not an alien. It's always been here. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's completely different. <laughs> this is an ancient evil. Also, it's black goo. Totally different thing. <laughs> Is this an allegory for the Native American people we tried to squash when we came here? Yeah, um. it's called, we, we like to call it the Wendigo. Uh, so, all right. Um, so uh, they find out that because uh, uh, one of the things that they can use is perhaps a weapon against this thing is uh, it, it's the most, it, it's the greenest way to deal with it. They're like, oil oh that means we could use this new biochemical that eats oil we used it in oil spills so we could kill this ancient evil because ancient evil is oil and oil has to die so they somehow weaponize luckily this floating lab has a shit ton of this like hey we not only describe when a weird terrestrial or ancient being comes to life hey we're also ready for oil spills which by the way never seen one of these things fucking roll out and wash off one goddamn duck in my entire life but we're still gonna accept it okay cool they weaponize it all movie is sponsored by palm olive yes he's like <laughs> if you want to stop ancient evil get palm olive it will break down the fucking evil dirt in your life uh so they now they have guns that can fight it but guess what Liv shriver is back and i love the scene where Liv shriver he's still a rapist like, like we never get he never he's like i'm still controlled by this ancient evil also i still like to rape um <laughs> which is very i always like that i was like it takes over me but also it, i still get just the rape part is the only thing that's left now and then <laughs> it sees rose mcgowan and uh she of course shoots him in half with a fucking uh shotgun and well deserved but i love the effect of his whole lower torso becoming a fucking full hentai monster like like this oh it's fucking awesome man i do love that entire scene where she's yeah, uh, he's tracking down the two girls, and they finally uh, jab him with enough of that crap. Where the, it kind of bothered me, but I did love it because it reminded me of like something I would see in Evil Dead, where it's like it's such a dumb fix for it. She takes the shotgun, she has a syringe, and she shoves the syringe in the barrel of the shotgun, and then blows its head off with the syringe. So it shoots the syringe into him, and also explodes his head at the same time. Like, fucking, uh, chef's kiss good scene. I, I, re I realized this guy really tried to, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, uh, gosh, I'm so slow and sick today. It's pitiful. Uh, he, I think he tries to do a Sam Raimi where when the alien starts crawling towards them on the floor and goes under something and says limbo. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he does. He does say limbo is that it's just a random stick that's fallen down. <laughs> it's so stupid. I totally <laughs> forgot about <laughs> what a God stupid damn. line. There's also this, uh, the mega one that starts to form in front of Peter O'Toole because he says, he's like, well, this thing, uh, he finds that its weakness is really its own vanity and, uh, and self, uh, self-confidence that he says, it what realizes that it is the executive producer. He's just like the one thing an executive producer can't thing is challenging his godhood. So why not bring him out into the open? Uh-oh. And what stops a fucking executive producer? None other than Rose McGowan. 
heroin. So they come out and blast this thing full of that shit. It fucking shrinks down to nothing. And, uh, and that's pretty much the end of your movie right there. It's it's a weird CGI monster that's not super fun, but uh, you get to see Ben Affleck shoot what looks like a grenade launcher uh, a lot of times with a bunch of syringes. So Let's not forget, let's... um. Go into like a sewer system and see if we can bite off the original um, Stephen King it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's still, it, they definitely leave it open like it's still alive. <laughs> but this is a movie we don't need a sequel to. Um, can I just read you boys, and I'll be real quick. Yeah, yeah, can yeah, I read yeah. you boys two reviews I found on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, yes, let's cool. hear these. I don't do this all the time, but sometimes what's, they're fun. So, What's the overall tomato meter score on this and audience score? <laughs> It's 13%. (laughs) (laughs) I am ashamed. (laughs) Harper sucks. (laughs) I did not bring my A game. Hey, the only reason I like Pearl Harbor is I want to fuck Josh Hartnett so bad. Okay. Um, So this is a review. Okay. Phantoms is now one of the worst movies I have everything ever seen everything about it is a complete waste of time the acting is complete shit the dialogue's complete shit the story is complete shit the sound is complete shit i could go on but you get my goddamn point uh so (laughs) that was (laughs) that was a great review this one was from 2010 it got three and a half stars and bear with me it says, I liked the music and the suspense in the movie. Music is spelled M-U-S-I-C-E. <laughs> music. Music. <laughs> so, I think <laughs> no it was uh listen i i enjoyed the fuck out of this movie it was not as bad as i thought it was going to be and as i remembered it and i'm glad we covered it by the way it's totally free on a free app pluto tv you can go watch this today throw it on enjoy it yourselves watch the fucking horrible decisions that were made over and over again and maybe think to yourself is it that bad or is it that bad <laughs> I don't know. That's up for you to decide. Personally, me, uh, I thought the movie wasn't as bad as I remembered it. It has some definitely redeemable qualities. It's not great. It's not perfect. But what what movie is? And not every movie can be Die Hard too, guys. Um, Jeremy, your final thoughts on on this on this piece of uh, uh, wonderful cinema that we absorbed this week. Um. Number one, I'm really, really sorry for Peter O'Toole just getting a paycheck for this movie. And and the fact that he probably, after every every scene, should have just said, pay me now with his hand out to end every scene. <laughs> and my other second thought is I, the fact that Ashley sh- chose this film, I'm thinking they could have made this film better if somehow the, they already knew that the town was dead and it was somehow a salvage effort. Yeah, a salvage mission. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to let me live in hell. <laughs> actually joke. No, that, that brings us to an end of Phantoms. Go ahead, watch it on Pluto TV. But Ashley, what do you have uh, coming up on the docket here on this um, beautiful can- 4th of July? 
You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Uh, you can catch Eric and I uh, at the State Fair rest- restaurant, I believe. Uh, yeah, I July think- 5th, we'll be there together. I also have a show with the wonderful Kim Callahan and others on July 23rd in Rehoboth Beach. Oh, yeah. So fucking check that out. You get to see the ladies of quality time, Rehoboth Beach. Check that out. Of course, me and Cam at the State Theater on Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Monday, come on down to Catonsville. Watch a great show. Tommy Simbazo, all the greats will be there. Jeremy, take us the motherfuck out of here. My friend is not pretending that it hurts. <laughs> <laughs>